Hello, I am Bruce Harwood. And I'm Claire Burgum. And welcome to Small Talk, a media kitchen podcast. We are very excited to be here. We have Fran and Stephanie here with us. Um, we're going to get into a little live TV discussion. TV, one of my favorite topics. We're going to get back to it. Uh, we do have a little bit of housekeeping to attend to. Last episode, we talked about online dating, yes. which was far and away our most popular episode yet. So clearly, our listeners love to hear about online dating. So you will see that come back. You will see online dating part two probably sometime in the next few episodes. Uh, because I think it's just a well that we haven't even begun to tap yet. No. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> so much to talk about. Before we talk about live TV, uh, we're going to start with In My Opinion. This is the segment where everyone finds something that they don't think is getting enough love in the media, and they bring it to the masses. And so this is it's called In My Opinion because, uh, in my opinion, I think more people should be paying attention to X. Mine doesn't really align with that. I'm going to go first. Uh, mine, mine has been getting a lot of media attention, but I still think people need to pay attention to it because it's so unbelievable. Today, the day that we're recording uh, this podcast, is the day that House of Cards Season 3 is released. And House of Cards is just a phenomenal show. Every kitten grows up to be a cat. They seem so harmless at first. Small, quiet, lapping up their saucer of milk. But once their claws get long enough, they draw blood, sometimes from the hand that feeds them. For those of us climbing to the top of the food chain, there can be no mercy. There is but one rule. Hunt or be hunted. Every single season, the first episode I find is the, the, the best episode. And so I did have a thought in my mind that I might stay up till three in the morning last night to watch the first episode when they release the next season. I didn't do that, thank God. They released it at three in the morning? They released, they released it at three in the morning, yeah. What, what was the reasoning behind that? I don't know. I don't know why they don't just release it at midnight. Right. But for some reason, they, yeah, they release it at three well, in the it, morning. Is it the time zones? Oh, yeah, maybe. Great. Uh, Midnight, California? Oh, Ah, very well. I was like, maybe 3 a.m. It's less likely to crash Netflix, because hasn't that been a thing lately that they've been crashing Netflix and HBO? No, but yours ever makes sense. That definitely makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I didn't. So I still have the first episode to watch, which I'm very excited about, because if you've seen the first season or the second season, both episodes have a a pretty amazing uh, event happening. In, in both of them, and so I'm very excited. Everyone should uh, check out House of Cards on Netflix if you haven't yet. I'm going to pass it off to Claire for her, in Thank my opinion. Thank you. Okay, so this week I'm going to be recommending a Tumblr that I came across a couple years ago when I was apartment hunting. Um, I'm apartment hunting again, so it's kind of popped back up on my radar. It's called The Worst Room, um, theworstroom.tumblr.com. You should check it out. All it is is pictures of apartment listings and um, the description that goes along with the apartment listing in various cities. Most of them are New York. I'm pretty sure this um, 
this Tumblr started in New York, but I think there's also some from like San Francisco and LA in the mix too, but it's just horrible, awful places that you would never want to live and the descriptions that go with it and how much it costs. And so if you're feeling really miserable about your apartment hunt, you should check out The Worst Room because there are people that are living in these awful situations. I printed out a whole bunch of them and I would like to share a couple of them with you now. I've definitely seen this. You have? Okay, yes. good. So this- Can I just um, mentioned that she has about 20 pages in front of her. <laughs> You printed out a lot of them. Uh, remember that time you printed out 15,000 <laughs> <laughs> from Channing Tatum's you know? Okay. Anyway, so this first one, um, it's a picture of this. It looks like a box that's been built out of plywood, and there's like two benches inside, and it says Brooklyn, New York, $800. These are all real listings, by the way. So these are actual listings that you can find on the internet for where you can live. It looks like something out of Breaking Bad. It like looks, they might cook crack in that. Yeah, or yeah. you might like kill someone and store them in this room. Right. <laughs> um, it's uh, been it's described as it's $800 to live there. Artist loft. Um, highly recommend a sleeping bag as there is minimal furniture. <laughs> and then it just it goes on and on. There's another one that um, this is just a picture of a couch. Palm Springs, California. Quote, lovely furnished room. Quote, the home will be clothing optional. Quote, to be honest, I'm really seeking a male to exchange royal favors with along with being a roommate. So oh it's just really, really terrible, <laughs> sketchy living situations that you might be able to find yourself in and how much they cost. I mean, I've browsed through these before. There will be ones where there's like a toilet in the kitchen and it'll cost you $900 to live there. So um, theworstroom.tumblr.com, it'll make you feel better if you're apartment hunting because Hopefully you don't have to end up in any of these situations. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good to use it. Because I know when I do apartment hunting, I always just, well, I might as well look what I could get for a couple million dollars to, just to see, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. the worst idea ever because then it's just, oh, now I wish I could live there. Yeah, so and so that's a much better way to do it. This is the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, cool. And I'll hand it off to Stephanie. Great. Well, that's that's really hard to follow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go kind of the opposite direction. Um, and in my opinion, um, we should all be reading a little bit more, more nonfiction, but it should be fun. So I'm going to recommend The Drunken Botanist, which is actually just a book about all about how alcohol is made. Um, and I oh. learned so much from it. I had no idea that um, I think what, bourbon is made from corn. I was just drinking the bourbon. Wasn't even, doesn't even thinking about it. Practically Um, eating a vegetable. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and it was just listening to an interview with the author the other day, and she was saying that in a drink as simple as a Manhattan, which, you know, is only three ingredients, there might be 20 plants in it. Um, And so there's a lot of interesting, uh, fun trivia facts about alcohol, um, which I know we in media all love to drink. Um, so it's, it's, it's good, good knowledge. Is Manhattan the one with the cherry at the bottom that's kind of brown liquor? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And and what's the main alcohol rum? It's rye, um, vermouth, bitters, and cherry. Mm -hmm. And the cherry is only one of the many fruits and vegetables (laughs) that you can get. And herbs. Um, So it was was a great read. It was just kind of an impulse buy, but I recommend it. Oh my gosh, when you said the book was called The Drunken Botanist, I thought it was going to be about, like, people who do gardening while being drunk. That's what I thought. (laughs) Um, But it's much more intellectual than I thought. <laughs> so that's good. But there, there are there are also drink recipes and oh, instructions cool. if you want to start your own little kind of windowsill garden. So, good read. Oh my gosh! All around. Fantastic. What's your go-to cocktail? My and go-to and cocktail? has it changed since reading the book? Since since reading the book, I've wanted to try a lot. Mm, 
diff- more like different things. Yeah. Um, so there's like a lot of liqueurs that are made with like like there's a violet liqueur that you can evidently have, and I, that sounds like fun. Um, I feel like that would taste like perfume. Probably. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm a Sazerac girl, which is, is kind of a twist on the, on the old-fashioned, but it's a, it's a New Orleans drink. Right. Okay, so this is Fran. Um, I'm going to kind of loop it back around and go with Bruce on the whole, this is probably covered a lot in media, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. So in my opinion, going along with some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, I think people should pay more attention to the actual fashion that happens at these events and not just the gifts and things that come up on our Instagram and Twitter feeds afterwards. I think something that we can all probably say we saw was the many gifts of Lady Gaga after the Oscars last week with her red dishwashing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, you know, looking back at the actual fashion and the designers that they put all this thought and stuff into it, I think that's what everyone should kind of pay a little more attention to. Yeah. What percentage do you think is like trying to make a fashion statement and, you know, really trying to, and what percentage of it is just trying to grab attention by doing something bizarre? Oh, it definitely depends on who you talk about. Lady Gaga always wants to get you talking about her. And like Nicki Minaj, people like that are always just trying to get you to talk about them, whether it's in the good or a bad way. So yeah. more driven by the celebrities themselves than the designers that are yeah. trying to make a statement. That makes sense. Agreed. But I do think, I mean, it is amazing, you know, so much money is spent on all these dresses and all this fashion, and it's amazing how little is uh, discussed about how it's made or how the design process is or what the inspiration was. It's more just, man, she looks awful or, ah, she looks pretty good. I would like a little bit more like, oh, this dress takes, you know, six months to make and it's custom made and it's... You know, consists of twelve thousand beads. And, right. The thought know. process behind it. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a little bit more discourse that could happen there. I'm sensing a market opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants it? <laughs> We're gonna start a website. Uh, well, that is a perfect segue. Thank you. Oh, of course. Uh, into talking about live events. So the month of February, which. We're recording this on the last day of February, one of the last days of February, and we're going to post it the first week of March. The month of February for Network TV is the time of the year when all of their live events roll out. So the Super Bowl uh, kicks off the month of February, then the next week we have the Grammys, and then we wrap up the month of February with the Oscars. And historically, these live events have been the tent poles of uh, network TV. It's the ones that they can count on to get the most viewers. It's completely DVR-proof. Since it's live, people want to watch it as it's happening. They don't want to record it and watch it later. And they don't want to watch it on YouTube the next day. They want to watch it the night of, so uh, everyone can talk about it the next day. Having said that, the past couple years, we've seen a year-over-year decline, not in any of the sports-related live events, but definitely in the award shows. If you look at the Grammy Awards, it's down 11% year-over-year. If you look at the Golden Globes, it's down 7% year-over-year. And the Oscars, which just aired, which I want to talk a little bit about, uh, is down 17% year-over-year. And a lot of people are saying that this was just a terrible Oscars. This was just a boring Oscars. uh, There's absolutely nothing exciting about it and that was why it was down so so much but if these are no longer kind of the network tent poles that they used to be then then uh, what what can the network actually rely on what what can the network actually uh, do well that cable uh, networks and uh, things like uh, Netflix can't do well uh, so let's kick off with the Oscars I mean did, did you guys have a chance to watch the Oscars and if so what did you think about it yeah, um, I did not watch the Oscars, mostly due to the timing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little, I don't really like to watch stuff super late at night, so yeah. I watched maybe the first hour, and then I fell off. What about you, Stephanie? Yeah, that's, that's exactly. I think I maybe got 
two hours in, and then I, I had actually gone to a party to watch it, and I had work the next day, so I had, right. I had to leave before before it was over. It didn't end until so, after midnight, I think, this year. Right. And the awards were also so spread out, and I, I know they always are, but they're, you know, musical performances and, and right. bits from the host in between, and it's just, it's, I think it's become a very, very long show. Yeah, and it seems that because last year's was... Uh, had such poor ratings, then the way they want to fix it is by making even more bloated and longer and let's put more musical numbers. Uh, I'm with you guys. only lasted the first hour or two and then I had to turn it off and um, I just got the recaps the next morning. But I know uh, Lady Gaga did some tribute to Sound of Music because it was the 50th anniversary. Completely unnecessary. There's no reason why we need to honor Sound of Music being 50 years old. That's it was beautiful, though. Oh, did you watch it? Yes. I, I watched it on YouTube. Really? On on Monday, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so what What would you cut from the live? If you were the producer of the Oscars, what would you cut? Oh, I would, I would definitely cut some of the music. Yeah. Because normally there's five Oscar nominations for Best Song, and they have all five of them mm-hmm. perform somewhere throughout the... Um, uh, throughout the ceremony. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's, it's pretty clear that only one or two is going to win, and so I think those can maybe be the ones that, that are performed, and then they, they honor the other ones uh, some other way. What I didn't you... even know that there was musical performances in the Oscars. Like, So that's how much it resonates with me. I like, right. totally forgot right. that they were even there. So. Um, I want to say, I didn't watch the Oscars at all. True, true to form, I don't really watch any live TV. <laughs> um, but it's, it's interesting because the Oscars are... One, one thing that I'm noticing is that some of the big hype around the office particularly is that there's an Oscars pool every year that we put together and people try to guess which thing which um, people are going to receive which awards and you know um, fill out their what's it not bracket ballot ballot and um, try to win money during that way and the, the people who are tuning into the Oscars want to see the actual awards like when it, if it's something like the Grammys the people who are tuning in are of course going to want to see these musical performances and everything but the Oscars that's not really what it's about it's more about you know who won what and just get to the point right there's something with the Grammys too where they've been able to reach a younger audience the Grammys for some reason feels a little bit more hipper and the performances seem to push the envelope a little bit more and so it seems a little bit more like appointment viewing because you know that people are going to be talking about it the next day of like what someone did what crazy thing Madonna or Lady Gaga or Kanye West or, or, or someone provocative like that did at the Grammys, whereas the Academy Awards is so old and stodgy that you know they're not going to allow someone to do something that provocative. So they either need to kind of lean into that and just make it really old and stodgy and get rid of all the musical performances and get rid of all the um, the, the other stuff they add in there and just make it a, an, an award show and it'll just be for people that like to watch uh, people give awards because I do say the the most interesting part of the show is just the acceptance speeches. I think that's the the only part of the show that's kind of surprising and um, and, and when people uh, have you know forty five seconds or a minute and a half to make some sort of political statement, it's kind of interesting and um, and so maybe the show should just be acceptance speeches and then they should just let the the musical numbers go to the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there were a lot of those like moments this year where you know people were making these acceptance speeches and they were getting played off by the orchestra. Yeah. Um, and you know you you just you just won the highest honor in your field and you're you're trying to you know make a statement or say thank you and they're playing you off because the telecast is already running over. Yeah, that to me is is amazing. Is that 
the, that's when they decide to cut for time, but then they let the yeah sound of music tribute go for you know tens and tens of minutes um, is kind of ridiculous. What do you guys think about all the hoopla uh, before uh, the Oscars um, when they have uh, the celebrities kind of walk down the red carpet and then that they do you know three or four hours before the Oscars uh, have everyone interview them? There's like a whole feminist move, movement going on where even like not just in award shows like this where you know the cameras always pan up and down the women's outfits but they like don't do that for the dudes at all but um, I've seen a lot on like Tumblr specifically where it'll be um, how women are reacting to the reporters' questions of them like on well this doesn't have um, anything to do with the Oscar specifically but um, on Iron Man they had Scarlett Johansson and oh my God what's his name I'm blanking who's an Iron Man uh, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so. So they're interviewing them and they ask, you know, Robert Downey Jr. some like existential question about how he prepared for his role and whatever. And then they asked Scarlett Johansson, like, oh, how did you fit into your cat suit or whatever? And she was like, oh, I get the rabbit food question and he gets the great question. And so many of these award shows are focused on like, how do the women look? And then, and then it's like, what is the man's achievement in the career? So there's a whole movement going on. And I think it's, it's really interesting. And, um, Props to Reese Witherspoon, who was the first person to say, no, I'm not going to show off my manicure. Like, they don't have dudes doing that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the questions kind of do fall on that thing, but I think it's also something, if I'm walking up to E, I don't think they're going to ask me questions necessarily about my role. E wants to know what I'm wearing and what my jewelry looks like. If maybe an ABC, you know, red carpet representative, they might want to ask some deeper questions, but I think if you look at it overall, Juliana Rancic is going to be asking about what you're wearing, and that's just what you should know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It would be, I completely agree with you. I I just don't think it's, I I think it's weird to me that you are going to spend so much time and so much money putting so much makeup on and so much jewelry and this ridiculously large ball gown and say, don't ask me about my ball gown. God <laughs> damn it, if you ask me about my ball gown, I will flip out. It's, it's kind of like, and Claire, we were talking about this yesterday, it's kind of like going somewhere wearing a massive pirate hat and saying, please don't ask me about my pirate <laughs> hat. So you know, like, if, if, you ha- if you're all dressed up, then people are going to ask you about... Um, about your dresses and about your jewelry. Okay, so if every um, woman went to the Oscars wearing just like a plain nude colored bag, do you think they'd get more interesting questions or do you think they'd be asking about their plain bag? Definitely ask them about the bag. It's the Oscars. You have to dress up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just think there's... I just think that, you know, because you get dressed up for the Oscars and like that's just society thinks that you need to get dressed up for the Oscars and so that's what they're going to want to focus on and I, it just bums me out that they don't even ask about anything else. Yeah. That no one's paying yeah. attention to anything so I, else. So I think the main point behind that is not don't ask me about my dress but ask me something in addition to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe who are you wearing and instead of how long did you diet to fit into this dress ask me you know what did what did you think about playing so and so and you know what, like what, what what were the challenges. Like you can ask someone two questions. Yeah. So, um, you know, the fashion, like, the fashion's important, and it is, I mean, probably the night that they're, you know, going all out, but maybe there's just something else there that, you know, the men, men get asked a little bit more, and women don't. Well, what do you think about the people who are there just present, or just view the Oscars? Not necessarily the people who are nominated. Like, what else am I supposed to ask you about? Your movie or your song is not being represented here. Oh, yeah. So can I ask you about random things? Right. 
How do you so. feel about presenting tonight and you weren't nominated? Right. <laughs> Does that make you angry? <laughs> no, I mean, that's a good point. The Oscars is definitely a venue to, like, where fashion is a huge conversation point, but I just don't think it necessarily needs... I think, I think it could be a little bit more balanced. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, we have to uh, wrap up soon, uh, but I want to bring up two things that are completely off topic. I want to talk about internet phenomenons, because I think that's what these uh, shows are trying to achieve. They want an internet phenomenon, and I think that's why uh, you see a 70% year-over-year drop for the Oscars, because last year we had the the selfie that Ellen took, and I think a lot of people tuned in oh after God, they saw it. I forgot about that. Same, yeah. I forgot that was last year. Right, right, and so I think a lot of people tuned in because they saw that trending, and we, they saw so many people talking about it that they started tuning in after this. So yesterday we had two kind of crazy things happen on the internet. First, the llamas. So the llamas <laughs> got out, and everyone was talking about the llamas. Yeah, I actually did not see the llamas. What is the llamas? You don't know about the llamas? No. See, that's, that blows my mind, because it to me, everyone was talking about the llamas, and then, the, I think that hit at about one o'clock, and Ooh, then... Wait, explain the llama thing. Yeah. yeah I'm going to explain in a second. Okay. Uh, and I think that hit about one o'clock, and then around six o'clock, the dresses hit, oh. and everyone was talking about the dresses. Yeah. And you walk into the office and all you hear is llama dress. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. what everyone was talking about. Uh, so the llamas in Arizona, two llamas that were being transported from one from point A to point B got out and were running down the highway and literally they were they were in a high speed chase trying to catch these two llamas and they there was a yeah, you, you explain it. Is that right? No, yeah, keep going. That's good. <laughs> yeah, and they were, there was live footage of these the one black llama and one light, white llama running together as all these cars and people were chasing the llamas down. Oh, my gosh, there was helicopter coverage of it, and the llama is just, like, trotting down, and people are crowding around computers to watch the live stream of this helicopter view of these llamas escaping, and people are like, where are the llamas going? Yeah. Are they running from something? Like, are llamas what fast and moving animals? Like... Or were they Apparently. really fast that the cars couldn't catch them? That's what I'm confused about. Uh, I think they were trying to humanely catch them, and so they didn't know how to, like... Gather them? Gather them. There's, some lassoing situations happening. It just, it just, well, just makes it sound like there's more than two of them. I mean, how hard is it to catch oh, two Oh, well, and they got... They're like, we... They're, they're like, breaking news, the white llama has been caught. The black llama is still on the loose. The black llama is still running. Yeah, and there, oh. there was kind of like alongside a highway, sort of. The llama was just trotting along, and it's just like, did the llama know that it was on, in the HOV lane? Like, did it have someone else? It's a carpool lane. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. that was unbelievable, and and I think it's pretty clear how that started and, and why it started trending. But then, do you guys know about the dress? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does anyone know how the dress started or how it became? And what was interesting about the dress is within about forty five minutes, it became this internet phenomenon, and then I'd say by today the, the afternoon pretty much no one's talking about it I mean yeah. Yeah. people were shouting about it this morning for an hour and then that and was then it it yeah. was over I someone... did see someone photoshopping the dress onto a llama yep. earlier though no. was that on the news so, or like in our office no in our office so that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for people who don't know Stephanie explain what the dress is for people who who miss this phenomenon so I I saw this I guess like maybe like 10 p.m. last night, just on my Facebook feed, someone was talking about, like, what color is this dress? And I started, like, I saw the comments below it, and I was like, well, obviously that, that dress is kind of like a, like, weird cream color in gold. That's what I saw. And so. I started, oh I started reading God. it, but wait, it gets better. <laughs> I started reading it, and then all, at the bottom I saw 
blue and black. And I was like, there, there's no way. That is. So I clicked on the link um, and read an article about it. And by the time I looked at the dress again, all I could see was blue and black. Oh. So my really? like my perspective had completely changed, and now I can't unsee it. So what was the reason? Now you only see blue and black. Uh, now I only see blue and black, despite how like how they saturate the photo. It's just it's all blue and black. So it's uh-huh. yeah. something about the visible light. So it was basically spectrum. it was it was one photo of a dress, and it was and it wasn't a particularly great photo of the dress. It was, no, it it was, was a little was, blurry, yeah. and, and the the dress was kind of weirdly cropped. The dress but, looks pretty heinous, actually. Right. In this yeah. photo, it's probably from Coles. And about half no, the people who look at it see a gold and cream colored dress, mm-hmm. and half the people that look at it see a purple and black color. Blue and black, yeah. Blue and black colored dress. Uh, and the internet went bananas over it. Yeah. And then I love that all the celebrities started, they had to chime in, like the the woman from the Mindy Project had to chime in, and um, and Ashton Kutcher had to, had to <laughs> chime in, and then and then there was all these lists of like, what celebrities think of hashtag the dress. Uh, oh. So what was the reasoning, Steph, like of why you see one or the other, did it say in the article? There there was an article about, about it, but then I also read somewhere that it was because of the exposure of, of the film, so I think people just have a bunch of theories I don't, I don't know if anyone's figured it out yet. Yeah, I read one article where it was kind of like the way that the light was shining on the dress, yeah, and then the exposure about, of like, it, visible like, light yeah, and what your you eyes see. perceived what you thought the color of the dress was versus what the exposure of the film looked like, and for, some, for a small percentage of people, it was like switching back and forth as they looked at the photo, but hmm. someone did send me a picture. They found the dress, or at least a similar dress, online, like in a, an actual shop, you know, shopping, on a shopping page, on an e-com site. And um, it was blue and black in what? that photo. I ha- yes, I will oh send that gosh. to you. Oh my gosh, mind blown right here. <laughs> Wait, what does it mean, it, it was blue and black in that photo? Like if you, the way that the dress was being sold on that particular e-com uh-huh. site, like that was the site where you could actually buy it. And it was a blue and black dress. Really? And that's well, what you saw? So well, you feel vindicated. I do. Um, <laughs> I feel like a But who, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who, who really knows? It's the great mystery. Gosh, I was so upset this morning that people were still talking about it, and now here I am. I'm getting a little bit worked up all over again. I know. I had to leave to get coffee because I was like, I can't be around here anymore. I need to go. Interesting. It, uh, it, it's just, it's fascinating. I don't remember the last time I remember something exploding in uh, the span of about 45 minutes and then just being completely over and no one's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's truly kind of Twitter culture. It's not even Facebook culture because Facebook, I feel like, gives things a couple days. Um, this is truly, it had 45 minutes of everyone talking about it, everyone talking mm-hmm. about it, and then no one was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And we would like to thank Steffi Copeland for the intro and outro music. Guys, thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.